This is the Fantasy Fast Track with Brandon Funston and Brad Evans. Ready, set, go! This is the Fantasy Fast Track Podcast with Brad the Big Noise Evans and Senior Fun Buns, Brandon Funston. Oh, last night, Brandon, the fantasy football world was turned upside down and people, their hair was on fire. Because uh, they were running through the street, streets in a sheer panic as the Dallas Cowboys uh, tweeted out this in regards to their star quarterback, Dak Prescott. It's not a setback, and it's not a reason to worry, but QB Dak Prescott is planning on getting another MRI. Uh, OMG, uh, no way we're going to touch him, right, in a fantasy draft? Are you freaking out? Uh, I might touch him. I might touch him. I might caress him a little bit. <laughs> Um, yeah, I'm not completely out. I, it, you know, it's maybe enough to move my guy, Russell Wilson up ahead of him, but I still have Dak in that, you know, that top six elite tier. And if you're watching hard knocks, you kind of can see this play out, right? I mean, it's, it's a baseball injury and our, uh, our, our girl, Virginia Zakis, who does injury information at the athletic was writing about this the other day. And she said, it's about a three week kind of timetable for him to start feeling better. Uh, we have like four weeks, three to four weeks still before the season starts. Plenty of time. time. And in the meantime, he's running around and and staying in shape. He's just not doing the, the complete throwing regimen that he would normally do. I will say I have some concerns about the the medical team's acumen that, you know, they're kind of like, well, Dak took himself off to the side. And Mike McCarthy's like, you know, later in practice going, well, don't you think maybe we should send him inside to get checked and see what, what's actually going on with him, you know? And uh, so other than that, uh, I think uh, Dak's going to be okay. Yeah, I, this is just, uh, you know, no reason to freak out, no reason to panic. Um, yeah, I've slid him down just ever so slightly. I got him at QB6 right now. He was at QB4. Uh, so right now my pecking order, and this is real, and maybe I'm drunk, uh, but I'm going Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers at 5, then Dak, and then your boy Russell Wilson at 7. Um, so, you know, I know you've got a little bit of a disparity in what I just – rolled out there. Yeah, why don't you toss it out there? What What is your top seven right now? And is Dak fixed at six? Yes, he's fixed at six. So I go Mahomes, Allen, Lamar Jackson, uh, then Kyler Murray, then Russell Wilson, then Dak Prescott, then Aaron Rodgers. I, I mean, I, 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 could, I could see myself, you know, if this gets just even slightly more dire, um, moving Aaron Rodgers ahead of Dak. But Right now, that's where I'm at with Dak at six and Rodgers at seven. Yeah, well, look, uh, I know anxiety is high, much like my wife when she saw Zeke Elliott trying to wrap a present. Uh, <laughs> 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 but, uh, uh, you know, and you know, Jerry Jones is taking that salt shaker and tossing it over his shoulder uh, for a little good oh, luck. Sh- but uh, <laughs> I think I think it's going to be all right. It's going to be OK in Dallas. I think he's going to be on the field week one against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And if he is, you know, maybe he's got to throw left handed. Which we've seen him throw accurate passes in, <laughs> in practice with his other hand. He's ambidextrous, apparently. So, again, don't panic about Dak Prescott. With that, let's get to today's Fantasy Five. Number five. All right, Brandon, the theme today is must have man crushes. I rolled out my all man crush list at Bally Sports earlier this week. You can read it at BallySports.com. And I know that you harbor some deep affections for a number of players out there in the fantasy football world. So let's count up from five to one. Who just made your list at number five, my man? Oh, he's a guy that we've talked about a lot. Get Carter, Michael Carter. <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, 
you know, I got th- I think I have him ranked twenty first at running back, and you can get him still uh, RB twenty five to RB twenty eight range. Um, you know, he's moving up. The secret's out on him, but he was my favorite film evaluation of the rookie class. I think he can do it all. He's smaller, but we've seen plenty times over and over again being small in terms of actual inches uh, from your toes to your head is not a big deal in the no. NFL. It's, it's uh, you know, he's stout still. He can run between the tackles with savvy and slipperiness, and I think he's a fantastic receiver. So I love getting Michael Carter after the top 20 running backs are off the board. He's usually easy to get if you're willing to just maybe reach one round above where his ADP is, and that's why, for me, he's a must-get. Yeah, look, I think that's a great call, and I love the over on his player prop at 575.5 oh. rush yards. That's Jeez. an actual prop available at BetMGM and at DraftKings Sportsbook. And it's not even juice to the over. I- I'm with you. He was an honorable mention on my list. Just missed the cut. A uh, guy I will definitely have in the crosshairs in my drafts, uh, particularly at his early 30s ADP right now. My guy, though, is Logan Thomas of the Washington Fighting Footballs, uh, a player that I think is getting disrespected, a bit of a Rodney Dangerfield all-star, a converted quarterback. Of course, he played that position in college, uh, and he has really tapped into his athleticism. Tied in nine right now in drafts, 96.30 overall, and he was like top seven, top eight in every important advanced analytic last season with crap at quarterback. So, yeah, you might say, well, Alex Smith, you know, he would really lean on him and J.D. McKissick over the short term intermediate field. I get it. Ryan Fitzpatrick never really had a long history with tight ends. Uh, but you look at the pass catchers in this offense. He right now, outside of Terry McLaurin, is the only really proven player uh, that this franchise has. So I think Logan Thomas is going to exceed expectations. One of my favorite tight end values right now. And you want to talk about a, a favorite player prop, the over four and a half touchdowns. Hammer the living daylights out of that one. Pulled that one from DraftKings. After last season, he had 17 red zone targets and 110 looks overall in six total touchdowns. Love me some Logan Thomas. Number four. All right, moving on to number four, my man. You got the floor. Who are you bowing down on bended knee and ready to propose to this fantasy football season? Yeah, I, I'm sometimes like really hot on this guy, and then I'll, uh, you know, I'll kind of cool a little bit, not a whole lot, but then, but I'm back to being hot again, and that's Robert Woods. And uh, you know, the more I look at Robert Woods, he's a guy that over the last three years has not finished uh, worse than 16th at wide receiver in fantasy points per game, and has been as high as 10. So he's been 10 to 16 in that range. That's with Jared Goff and. You know, depending on the person, it's either an upgraded quarterback to a massive upgraded quarterback. Either way, we all feel like uh, this raised the roof of this Rams passing game, bringing in Matt Stafford. And that's only going to help Robert Woods. There's not a ton of targets here to go around. It's Cooper Cup. It's Robert Woods. It's probably Tyler Higby. And the rest are going to get, you know, crumbs. So I just feel like Robert Woods is set for a, a very I think he's going to be a wide receiver one. I moved him into my top 12, uh, and he's a guy that you can usually get around 15, 16, 17 at the wide receiver position. So I think he's a really good value, and he's now in my must-have group. Yeah, he's in that tier alongside Amari Cooper, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, DJ Moore, and I I like Evans the best. 
uh, out of that collective, but I think Robert Woods, it's really 1A, 1B between him and Evans. Uh, I think Robert Woods yeah. is a steady Eddie. Uh, you know, he always bolsters the bottom line with some of those jet sweeps as well within that Sean McVay oh, offense. Yeah. And, you know, you look at some of the player props that are out there, 995.5 receiving yards is the lowest available right now at DraftKings Sportsbook, and I love the over. I think he's going to hit you know, the uh, four-digit mark, the 1,000-yard mark in that category and probably get you, what, 85, maybe 90 catches along with an additional 150 on the ground and probably yep. seven to nine touchdowns. So, yeah, if you're looking for a guy with a high floor now in a much more nourishing environment because of Matthew Stafford, it can't go wrong with Robert Woods. Sticking with wide receiver position, a guy that I think is going to bounce back with a vengeance and a guy that you drafted recently in the flex drafts, Number four on my list, Cortland Sutton, baby, of the Denver Broncos. And I know Jerry Judy's getting a ton of buzz out there, and understandably so because of his supreme route-running abilities. But Sutton, a lot of people were dogging him because of one highlight that was making the rounds of social media, which he slipped on a route. They're like, oh, he's not ready. And then with Fangio's words, he's like, well, you know, he's building himself back up. Look, folks, there is expected to be some rust accumulated. He had to shake off and get through the conditioning, uh, get his route running skills honed. And we saw in the scrimmage last weekend, Drew Locke dropped a dime to him up the right sideline for a long touchdown. By the way, against one of the better secondaries in the league on paper, Pro Football Focus actually ranked at number one entering the regular season, this Broncos team. So I think Cortland Sutton's going to get back to where he was or close to it a couple of years ago, somewhere around 75 receptions, uh, 1,150 yards, and probably a minimum of six touchdowns. And, Brandon, you're still getting him right now on the cheap because people are still bearish on him as his ADP is a wide receiver 35 now, 74.60. Hell yes! Sign me up for Sutton this year. Number three. I'm marching on. Number three. It's kumbaya time, Brandon, because you and I share a similar love for this individual. And who is that? Oh, that's our man, C.D. Lamb. And I'll tell you what, just watching him on Hard Knocks, I remember getting the same kind of vibe that I had for DeAndre Hopkins when he was on Hard Knocks. And uh, that was in 2015. And Hopkins ended up going for 111 catches, 1,500 yards, and 11 touchdowns in his true breakout season. Uh, I just think that C.D. Lamb's going to going to take over Amari Cooper. I know Amari Cooper's been dealing with the injury. He came, you know, he's been activated and he should be okay. But I think this is the the year that CeeDee Lamb overtakes Amari Cooper and Amari Cooper is the number two receiver on this team. And I, you know, we talked about this in other places before, but CeeDee Lamb with Dak Prescott in those first uh, few weeks of the season was on a 96 catch pace. That was out that was without much of preseason. You know, that was basically him just hitting the ground running in a great connection in chemistry with Dak Prescott. And assuming Prescott in the shoulder and everything ends up being okay, and we feel like it is. I just think this is the season CeeDee Lamb does continue on that 96-catch pace, gets into the hundreds, and is a true wide receiver one. People, the, You know, the, the helium's there on him right now. I haven't been in a draft lately where whoever picks CeeDee Lamb, the, the room just like, oh, good pick, way to go. You know, like everybody, everybody kind of like <laughs> – Or, or they're going to say you this, yeah. you spent what on CeeDee yeah. Lamb? Because I, I feel it's going to be one of those situations, particularly in an auction draft – or are you going to get a couple of guys in the room who are so bullish on him that they're just going to exchange punches back and forth? It's going to be like a ping pong match you saw at the Olympics, and all of a sudden a guy that you thought you might get at like 30 35 bucks suddenly sells for like 40 45 
Yeah, yeah. Well, I was going to say, it feels like if someone takes him 1-1 in a snake draft, there's going to be a few people going, oh, yeah, I can see it. Nice, nice, nice pick. Like, you can't go wrong no matter where you pick C.D. Lamb right now. It seems like his, his buzz is so hot. Yeah, and he is really climbing ADP-wise. Drafts conducted in best balls this month. Wide receiver 10, 28.3. Um, you know, look, if you're getting him in the early third round, that's a steal of the century in my mind overall. And good Lord have mercy. Take the over on his receptions prop. It's 80 and a half at oh, DraftKings Sportsbook. Geez. That doesn't make any sense to me. Hell, his yardage is 1,050 oh. and a half. And I agree with you. I, I think he does surpass Amari Cooper in every facet of the game. You know, you got to remember last year uh, with the, you know, post-DAC disaster they had at quarterback, he still finished with 74 catches, 935 yards, and six touchdowns. And he was wide receiver 40 in catchable target rate. And we also got to remember what he did with Dak. He was a top 10 wideout. When he was on the field the first five weeks of the regular season. Yeah, I'm with you, man. Bah! Bah! Uh, you know, <laughs> wrap yourself in the wool of C.D. Lamb, and he's not only going to warm you. He is going to bring you all kinds of fantasy goodness. Number two. All right, moving on. Numero dos on your must-have man crush list. Who's on it, my man? Oh, J.K. Dobbins. He's not number one? What? He's not number one, but he is number two. I like him because he's like RB14. I love getting him there as as people are going after Najee Harris and Antonio Gibson. And if you don't – if you don't end up going there, often you get him as RB14, but like a round later than those other guys. He's usually not right in that run. He's like the, what people will consider that next tier. I don't consider him in the next tier, though, because I think he's going to be a high touchdown running back. He had a basically when he took over like the final eight games of last year, uh, including the playoffs, he averaged a touchdown per week. You go back to Mark Ingram the year before, 15 touchdowns in 15 games as a lead dog in Baltimore. They live in the red zone. So I think the touchdown – Touchdown ceiling is is good, if not great. And I also think, you know, they're going to make more of an attempt to throw to their running backs this year. That's going to lead to a, to J.K. Dobbins, not Gus Edwards. So in addition to being the lead ball carrier here, I think there's maybe a little bit more upside than usual in the passing game. And I love the touchdown upside. Yeah, and you look at some of the props that are out there on your boy, J.K. Dobbins. Uh, Bet Rivers, the lowest by 100 Yards, Brandon, on rushing yards, 950 and a half. Mm. <laughs> Minus 112 <laughs> either direction there. And DraftKings has a touchdown prop on him, just rushing TDs, nine flat, and it's juicy the under at minus 130 plus 100 on the over. Look, with Rashad Bateman expected to miss in the first few weeks of the regular season after he underwent surgery to repair his groin, what is old is new again. You know, what Greg Roman had said, hey, we need to be more aggressive down the field. You're not going to see that. It's no. going to be a heavy dose of Lamar Jackson running the football along with J.K. Dobbins and Gus the Bus. Uh, they're going to be running it probably 60% of the time early on in the season. I'm starting to warm up to J.K. Uh, I am not willing to slip him the tongue uh, like some people I know, <laughs> but maybe a little peck on the cheek for Dobbins <laughs> this year. My guy, however, I'm willing to swap sp- spit with is Najee Harris. You mentioned him, and I would take Najee Harris ahead of J.K. Dobbins, and he is number two on my list. We love volume in fantasy, and he's going to have it cranked spinal tap style to 11 this season, 300-plus touches, I think, with ease. And I know you're concerned about the offensive line. Let's see if it can 
gel in time to be a serviceable unit, even if it's not, it's going to benefit Najee Harris because he is going to be a binky, the safety blanket underneath for Ben Roethlisberger. I, I'm already on record for saying this, and I don't think it's outlandish to repeat it. I think he could catch 70 balls this year. He can run every route in the tree. Uh, we saw that at Alabama. And he's very assertive and aggressive between the pipes. A guy that was top 12 in yards after contact, top 12 as well in missed tackle rate among all FBS rushers. Again, for that small little school in Tuscaloosa, that's never going to make it. <laughs> so, <laughs> Najee Harris, right now, you're getting in the middle to latter portion of round two in 12-team drafts. It is absurd. We're going to be talking about him as a top five running back with a dust settles on the 2021 fantasy season. Number one. All right, marching on here, my good man, Senior Fun Buns. Number one. Yes, it's that moment. The guy that you're willing to sacrifice all appendages, especially that all-important third leg for this season. Who is it? I'm, I'm suddenly all in on Aaron Jones. As soon as Aaron Rodgers came back, um, I am just in on Aaron Jones. In the, my last draft, I participated in the flex draft. I got him at RB8. You can get him typically in the RB7 to 9 range. And he's been in R- top five RB each of the last two years. He was a number two RB a couple years ago. He's doing it even when he's averaging, like when he was number two overall, he averaged 14.75 carries per game. Yes, A.J. Dillon's going to come in, take over the Jamal Williams backup role, but A.J. Dillon is, you know, Aaron Jones is going to get his 14-plus carries per game, even with A.J. Dillon there. The thing that's moving the needle for me is A.J. Dillon is not absorbing a whole lot of Jamal Williams' vacated mid-30s catches. So when I look at Aaron Jones, in my mind, I'm saying he's getting 20-plus more catches than we see in the last couple of years. That puts him pushing 70 catches overall, and I think that's going to be the key to him returning to the top five at the running back position for the third straight year. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, he didn't make my list, but he is somebody I'm very curious to see where he goes in this weekend's Kings Classic drafts uh, because, you know, he's a player that deservedly should be going in, inside the top 10 with ease and really is in the top six conversation overall, uh, knowing that uh, you know, continuity is going to reign supreme in northern Wisconsin this year, having Rodgers back. I like the over on his rush yards prop at 1,050 and a half. Love the over on his rushing TDs prop at nine flat as well. No Captain Hook Yar, a part of that one. Heck, if you want Captain Hook Yar and at plus odds on the over on nine and a half, you can get it at BetMGM. So Aaron Jones uh, will be a king of consistency uh, yet again. And I agree that A.J. Dillon will just have a nick on his profile, not a visible dent overall. Oh, staying in that black and blue NFC North division, you know who my number one is. It's mandatory Montgomery for crying out loud. <laughs> uh, and a guy that just continuously gets disrespected, RB17 right now, and average draft position, he's going largely in the third round, and I don't understand it. I don't even understand his season-long rush yards prop either. It's 950 and a half, Brandon. Oh, Minus wow. 111 in either direction. The highest one is at FanDuel at 1,000.5. His total regular season rushing touchdowns at 7.5. At DraftKings, look, Tariq Cohen's still not back on the practice field. Um, you might say, well, what about Damian Williams, Evans? Well, Damian Williams, according to all beat writer accounts, is only going to supplant Montgomery when he needs uh, you know, a breather on the sideline. So maybe six to eight times per game. He is going to be a Clydesdale in this backfield, a true blue workhorse. You know, We emphasize volume, volume, volume all the time. 
and Montgomery is the epitome of that. Behind an improved offensive line. Oh, and by the way, every day I open up the old Geek Machine, fire up Twitter, I'm seeing more and more hyperbole coming out of Bears training camp on Justin Fields. It is a matter of if but when he will be inserted as the starter. And I think it's really speeding up, expediting the timeline for him to see action as the main guy. And when that happens, RPO-based quarterback, holy mackerel, sky's the limit for Montgomery, who, by the way, Brandon, has forced more missed tackles than Derrick Henry and Alvin Kamara over the last couple of seasons, but people still believe he sucks. (laughs) You know what? I think we've made some people some money if they listen to some of these player props that are out there. My goodness. Yeah, there's market inefficiencies galore. So fade or follow, that, of course, is up to you. Uh, But best of luck in your fantasy drafts because that is a wrap on this edition of the Fantasy Fast Track. Please follow Funson on Twitter at Brandon Funson. Follow me there at Noisy Juevos. Drop us a rating and a review, would you kindly? And until next time, adios, amigos!